We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone! Hi! Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Erin. And on our show we like to talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. And if you can tell that we're recording in a van, it must mean because we just went and saw a movie of a play of a movie. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) There was one other time, oh, when we saw um, The Overdudes, we recorded Mm. in the car. That was in the car, not the van. That's true. When we, we that's true. I drive to see, I drive us to see movies of plays of movies. Hey, um, real quick, can you take off your sunglasses? Okay, cool. Just because it, I think it's gonna be better for oh, because you couldn't your face. Yeah. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot I was wearing them. They looked so cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so we went and saw Puffs, which is an off-Broadway non-musical. Yes, I was I was surprised about that. Which is based on the life of Wayne Hopkins, Hufflepuff, of the same year as Harry Potter. Right. Hufflepuff guy. Um, apparently, now, I don't know the history of this, but what I gathered was that this was sort of a Kickstarter sort of situation. I saw something, and we probably should have researched this beforehand, but Any we... Any research at all probably would have been better, but... Well, we, we didn't want to spoil anything. Hey, Aaron, want to make up reality? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so, well, if I may add a bit of non-made-up reality okay. before we just fan-fiction this. Yes. Um, there, I saw in the credits something about it was originally conceptualized at the University of Florida Theater Department, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or a university in Florida's theater department? I think I saw University of Florida, yeah. Okay. So, I'm guessing it probably... I'm, I'm assuming it started out as, like, a student project. Right. And then just morphed into the glorious thing that we just watched, and it's now running off-Broadway. Right. Um, right. It was, in a word, really great. That's a good use of a word, James. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, I, I found it hilarious. Yep. And inspiring in a number of ways. Yep. Um, like, from the standpoint of, like, the plot, but also from the standpoint of the execution. Yeah. Um. It was very reduced Shakespeare company, like, mm. when they do the entire, like, the complete works of Shakespeare in 90 minutes. Right. Or, um, I feel like there was, I saw another. The complete Die Hard trilogy in 60 minutes or less. That wasn't the one I saw at the Kennedy Center. Mm. Okay. There was another one I saw at the Kennedy Center that was... Maybe it was, like, American history or something. I don't know. Okay. But, yeah. So, it was basically the entire Harry Potter... Septology? Mm-hmm. What's the... Trilogy? Trilogy? Yeah. Septology? Sounds fine. <laughs> Making up reality. <laughs> um, so, the entire Harry Potter septology, from the point of view of these Hufflepuff characters... <laughs> In 90 minutes. And, like, it was... What was... One of the things from a writing standpoint that I found very cool was that they didn't... It wasn't... Did they ever actually say Harry Potter? They said Harry and Potter. Right. I don't think they ever said Harry Potter. I think that they basically wrote an entire thing where all of it avoided actually acknowledging that they were doing Harry... Yeah. But... 
because like it was like Albus's army and uh-huh. like they said Asio instead of Accio. Yeah. Which I mean that may just be a just fun personal pronunciation right. preference. Right. A PPP, if you will. Mm-hmm. One of those P cubes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Picturing a light yellow cube. Okay, so um, Ew. yep. Gross. Well, here we are. Here we are. So uh, one of the things that I found cool, and I maybe it's just that I don't know plays very well. Okay. But like, despite having done a lot of drama, right? But we didn't do in like Hamilton and this. There were multiple people playing multiple things. Yes. Yeah. So it was an ensemble cast. Yeah. Of. 10 to 12? 8 to 12? 8 to 10? I mean, like, they were all they all played Hufflepuffs. Yeah. So, there was, uh... There was Wade. Wayne. Wayne. Sorry, was... I just saw Ready Player One recently, <laughs> and I'm getting confused. There was Wayne. Oliver. Oliver. Megan. Um, and the other ones. Ariana Grande. Uh, the AT&T girl. The redhead. The tall one. Jay Finch. And not Jay Finch. And Cedric. And Cedric and the narrator. So, 11. Okay. So, between... So, 8 yeah. to... Or 10... Between 8 and 12. It's like I said. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> also, I I don't actually know which ones most of those were in the terms that you described them. Ariana Grande played the elf. She Glass, looked, glasses girl mm-hmm. who didn't wear her glasses? Yes. Okay, so Sally. Right. And Susie was, uh, looked like... Was the, also Harry Potter. Right. <laughs> she looks kind of like a mini AT&T girl. I don't know who the AT&T girl... Um, oh, 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 yeah. And then, uh, Cedric Diggory, of course. Right. And well, or Cedric. Yes, just Cedric. Or Diggory. Or Diggory, but not Cedric Diggory. Right. Um... Who, interestingly, also played Voldemort? <laughs> but, like, I mean, like, I like that from a... I was thinking about... Occasionally we'd be watching, and I'd be like, oh... That person has to play that person because in this scene they have to play that other person. Mm-hmm. So like, Cedric had to play Voldemort because Cedric's the only one that dies right before Voldemort comes back. Right, and Voldemort's the only character who's not who never comes on stage before Cedric dies. Right. It was. I mean, it was. Except maybe for Zach Smith, which can I just shout out Nick Carrillo real fast? Right. Nick Carrillo, if you're listening to this. Which we assume you are. Which we assume you are, and I'm really hoping that I'm getting your name right. You are a genius, mm-hmm. and I love you. Yep. He. Now, I I was a big fan of Jay Finch. Oh yeah. Jay Finch was excellent. Jay Finch being Justin or Jay Finch Fletchley, right? Not Justin Finch Fletchley. Oh, was that an actual character? Yeah. So you remember, um, he was one of the other ones who got petrified in Chamber of Secrets. Okay. Okay. He he was like Did he get Justin, petrified die? No, remember when um the ba- so you know how you see the basilisk and you get petrified? Right, but people- So there's Colin Creevy who got petrified because he saw the basilisk through the camera. Right. Hermione got petrified because she saw the basilisk in a mirror. Right. Justin Finch Fletchley got petrified because he saw the basilisk through the fat friar who got petrified instead of dying because he was already dead. Right. And then the cat got petrified because he saw the basilisk in the blood. Yeah. Right. Water. Water? Susie Bones is a canon character. Right. Sally doesn't want to wear her glasses. I don't remember. Right. Leanne the redhead, I don't remember. Megan certainly not. Oliver yeah, certainly not. Yeah. 
and then there and was Wayne the, and the tall one. <laughs> right. The tall one. No, no, the tall one who played, who also played McGonagall. She yes. was my favorite um, for a, uh, for a while mm-hmm. um, because I liked the way she her her Hufflepuff character her Puff character um, just copied the person before her. Uh-huh. Um, but then, like, I really liked her as McGonagall. I, yep. I thought. I mean, like, everyone was really great. Yes. But back to Nick Carrillo. But back to Nick Carrillo. <laughs> so, at one point in sixth year, uh huh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Wayne decides he's going to try out for the sports team because everyone's snogging. Because every yeah, everyone is snogging, and he is kind of not thrilled with the way the entire school has just become obsessed with sex. Right. So he's going to try out for sports. Right. Which which is what they call it, sports. Right. So he goes to sports tryouts, and Zach Smith is the name of Nick Carrillo's character, who is the team captain right. of the Puffs sports team. He comes on stage, and there's a little note down at the bottom of the screen that says, the actor playing Zach Smith, Nick Carrillo, was told that he got to say whatever he wanted in this scene, and this is what he chose. <laughs> and so he comes in, and he's like, hey, how was everybody's summer's? I spent the summer working as a as a correspondent to the newspaper. They put me on the wedding beat. And he basically starts to recount the plot of 27 dresses, at which point the little text at the bottom says something to the effect of this does not bear any official resemblance to a particular 2008 rom-com. Right. Then he just keeps going. And going, and going. This was probably a ten-minute scene. I mean, it was a masterful recounting it was, of the plot of 27 Dresses. And it was completely engaging the entire time. <laughs> yes. And at one point, the text shows up, and it says something about Nick Carrillo just really likes 27 Dresses. <clears throat> and then after, after the credits rolled, they showed clips of other things that he had done yeah. when... Because he switches it up every night. Right. So there was one where he came in and he was a parkour artist. Yeah. So he comes in and he just yells out parkour and, like, does a really bad and spin on the floor. Yeah. And he also said he was uh, dance fighting, which ha- which does has to have a name and I can't think of what it is. But he referred to it as dance fighting. It was. He said the name of it. Oh, I, I thought he said, I am a dance fighter and a parkour artist. No, he, it, he, he said, I'm a dance fighting. I do... And then... Whatever dance the, the fighting actual, is. The actual, yeah. Listener at home, yes. I, let's pretend I can hear you saying it right now. Right. Yes. yes. That. that. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you so mm-hmm. much. And then there was, what was it? Capoeira. The... I got it. Oh, good. <laughs> good job. I heard I've, you. I've Thanks, listener. I've literally never heard that yeah. word before. I th- feel In- like... Including when Nick Carrillo said it on stage, <laughs> apparently. And then what was the other one that he did? Uh, Aquafina. Oh, right. He came out and said he was in love with a mermaid in the lake named Aquafina, and he accused Wade of throwing Mountain Dew Code Red bottles into the lake and littering, and how Wait. this may be a mad... Did I say Wade again? Aaron watched a movie where that was fan fiction of... Did I say Wade Boggs? No, but that would be hilarious. Because in my head, I think I just said that. Who is Wade Boggs? Uh, well, Wade, a... Wade Boggs was a baseball player for the Boston Red Sox, and he's the only person that I've ever had a signed baseball card for. I have a personal, like, personal long-standing affection for Wade Boggs. It's okay. sort of a weird, weird that you almost said that. Yeah. And that you have Wade Boggs floating around in your head some someplace. Yep. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Uh, listener, if at the, from this point forward, if I say Wade, I mean Wayne. You're right. Unless I specifically reference Wade Boggs, in which case it's a 50-50 chance I mean Wayne. And then they threw the ball to Wade Boggs. 
don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and I think you said this, but my favorite part was watching Madeline Bundy is her name. I, I looked her up. Oh, because, okay. Um, yeah. Hi, Madeline. Um, Hi, Madeline. Um, her cracking up while watching him, because she got to be center stage, so she yeah. was mostly... She tried real hard not to break character for, like, a minute and a half, and then it was just all bets are off. Like, once she realized what he was doing and that this was going to be ten minutes, she was like, I, I can't not laugh at this. And she just... So How good. the rest of them kept relatively straight faces. That, yeah. I mean, like, they they laughed, but it was, like, sort of an in-character, I can't believe this is happening, what is even happening? I have to imagine, like, so if you're filming this, because, like, I have to imagine it, some of it was law of averages, they just weren't on screen for long enough so they could right. compose themselves. Yeah. But, like, you don't know, it's not like they have, like, on TV, I know that the light comes on on the camera that's on. Right. But this was a panning situation, yeah. so... They wouldn't know when they were on camera or not, and certainly, as actors, they can't be thinking about, am I on camera or not? Right. So it had to have been just lucky. Because yeah. like, you could tell that when the camera was off them, they were dying. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, one, personally, one of my very favorite things in the world is when an actor breaks character on stage because the thing happening on stage is so funny that they can't not. Yes. I don't know why I love that so much. But I do. Yeah. And so watching Madeline Bundy just lose it. And and Nick was 100% in character, did the, not break the entire time. The whole time. Yeah. I don't know how he wasn't laughing at himself. God. He was just... I mean, he had to have been just on a roll. Like, he had yeah. to have been just, like... It had to have been... He, it may have, adrenaline. Yeah, it may have been like a fever dream kind of thing where he didn't know what happened until he got off stage and he was like, what even did I just do? You know, and for the most part, other than that, there was no... I mean, everyone... No one broke or anything. No. Like, Madeline Bundy, actually, there was... After the... Or as the credits were rolling, they showed clips of her where she had a couple things where she... There was one scene where she just got to make up what her exit line was. Yeah. And she was fantastic in all of those. They all made me laugh. Yeah. This cast was so funny. They were. Like... The, the cast was so funny, and the the show was so funny, and I just... Ugh. Yeah, it's it's really... It, it frust, it's frustrating that it was so well done. Yes! Like, everyone delivered their lines exactly the way they needed to, and the line... The, it was, like, the timing was great, and the construction of the lines were great, so yep. it had to have been both. It was really, really good. I wonder how many iterations of casts there have been? Because surely this isn't the original University of Florida cast, is um, it? As far as I can tell, according to broadwayworld.com, this, that was the original cast. Oh, really? Um, they don't have pictures for everyone, but um, Eleanor Phelps as Hannah, that's definitely her. Yeah. Zach Moon looks like he has facial hair, but I think that's definitely Wayne. Yeah, well, I remember his name from... Steven Stout, Ernie that's Mack, that's definitely, definitely him. him. That's definitely Leanne, Andy Miller. Yep. I don't know who that is, but that's performer. Oh, that's, um... Was that the dad, the uncle? I think that might be the narrator. No, because no, no, I, I no, no, think... No, 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 The narrator is... Oh. Oh. I think, um... A.J. Diddy. Oh, okay. So the Julianne Earls, that's definitely Megan. Yep. And Jesse Cananzaro, that's definitely Sally. Yep. 
And Langston Belton is definitely Oliver. So yep. I have to imagine that... Um, that's current cast, though. Right. That was because I clicked away from it. They just put them in different order. Oh. Yeah. I mean, everyone is still the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think um, Stephen Stout or Nick Carrillo was the uncle. Okay. Okay, I think maybe I think Nick it, Carrillo I think was. it was Nick. Yeah. So, it felt very much like um, Dave made a maze to me a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, the idea of something... Well, you know, from a, like, it was great, and the comedi- comedy was really great, and sort of not typical comedy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But also, in my speechlessness and being able to talk about anything other than just, like, wanting to quote some stuff. Uh-huh. Like, um, like, for instance, uh, Ron and Hermione. Ron, especially. <laughs> they just had Ron be a red mop. That they just had Madeline Bundy carry this mop around and talk to it like it was Ron. It was... Oh, it was so good. Like... It was so good. It's what I want, like... When I pictured when stuff like I wrote in, like Living the Vita Pirate. Yeah. That's that's how that's the execution that I wanted for that. Yeah. Which is for people to be like, This is insane. What is happening here? This is amazing. Right. This is hilarious. Also still, what is happening? Like they made references to the fact that yeah, it's still the same headmaster, he just looks different. Right. And they changed headmasters. And they changed actors. That's so funny. Because of when Dumbledore was recast. Right. The guy um, that played Snape. That was that was. Um, uh, that was Stephen Stout. Stephen Stout. He, he was. That was a really good. So you, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how there's people like Christopher Walken and Robert De Niro who mm-hmm. there's the way they talk, and yes. then there's the way people impersonate the way yes. they talk. Stephen Stout landed squarely between those. Mm, mm-hmm. There were times when, if I had closed my eyes, I would have thought it was Alan Rickman talking. Right. And then there were times when he hammed it up. Yeah. So that it was an impersonation of Alan Rickman. Right. And it was perfect. I loved it. Yeah. It like it was, it was great. It was exactly what you want Snape to be in in that in this kind of thing, like, fan fiction play about the Hufflepuff. Because really, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. This was excellently executed fan fiction. Yeah. Megan's character was. She started out as the character from My Immortal, that horrible, horrible Harry Potter fan fiction. Okay, N- that named after an Evanescence song. Yes, okay. yes. I thought we were about to go on a deep dive of Evanescence music videos, which I was here for, but I was going to probably <laughs> let you lead the way because it seemed like you had a good handle. But okay. I, d- I do have a good handle on that particular Harry Potter fan fiction. Okay, tell me about that. Um, she is. Oh, I've made you read this, haven't I? Oh no! Uh, you pa- we passed it around. We passed it around, and I didn't read it, but other people did, and I, and I heard you it was good. You need to, you need to read it, or yeah, okay. Even not even the whole thing, just like the opening scenes, okay, are all you need because okay. it's, I mean, it's very very bad fan fiction mm-hmm. where the lead character Ebony. What was her name? Elizabeth is yelling at us right now. Ebony Raven Dementia La Darkness or something. Okay. She shops exclusively at Hot Topic. Nice. She's a Slytherin Mm -hmm. and also a vampire. Right. She has a thing for Draco Malfoy. Okay. But, and so he'll come up and be like, hey, Ebony. And she's like, hey, Draco, what's going on? At one point they go to a Fallout Boy concert. 
That doesn't sound right, but it was definitely a band that was like, that seems off-brand. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like... It wasn't... Cor- the, the, the band wasn't right. They picked the wrong band. It felt like they picked a band where I'm like, I mean, maybe, but no. Because My Chemical Romance seems like the correct band for them yes, to go to. Yes, and I don't think it was My Chemical Romance. It was one where I was like, that... Really? That's what you went with? Was writing it but didn't actually know the connotations of what it would mean to go to that show. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, if if y'all have not read My Immortal, go Google Harry Potter fanfiction My Immortal and just revel in everything that it is. Do you think Megan was a. was a reference to it? I would not be the least bit surprised. Because they certainly referenced Cursed Child. Yes. Yeah, Megan. So Megan is the 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 setup here is that there's Wayne, 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 Wayne Hopkins, and he comes in, gets sorted into Hufflepuff, and his and he makes these two best friends, Oliver and Megan. Right. Parallels to Ron and Hermione. Yeah. Well, in in the sense that it's two males and a female, and they kept it was funny. If, if I may for just a moment sure. I really liked how they kept having his life parallel one of the her, you know yeah Ron Myony Potter trio right Heron Myony Myony um hey Ron Myony like cause like the trying out for sports year six is what Ron did yeah but like it, like yeah so I really liked how they kept being like and this is that and this yeah. is that yeah it was really cool um, yeah, and Megan is... God, the way they did it. So Wayne was orphaned in a chocolate frog accident. Mm-hmm. Don't ask. <laughs> and went to live in New Mexico with his uncle. Yes. And then he gets the owl letter saying he's been accepted. And his uncle's like, oh, yeah, you're a wizard. Also, you're British. We really need to talk more. <laughs> also, wizards exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then... Oliver was a Mugborn. Right. Who had moved to England with his family so that he could, at 11 years old, attend a prestigious mathematics program at Oxford University. Right. But then he finds out he's a wizard. And math has no place. Yeah, it doesn't exist. (laughs) Um, So he's not used to being a bad student. Right. But he is. And then Megan is the daughter of a witch who is in Wizpriz. Right. The wizard prison. Wiz Priz. She was a death buddy. She was a death buddy. (laughs) And she... And so Megan is, like, angsty and wears a lot of black eyeliner and, And like, goth lipstick. She had, like... I can only... I mean, it almost... It had to have just been makeup or stickers or something, but it almost... It was, like, a lacy tattoo... Or eyeliner design coming from the corners of her eyes, like, back to her ears that kind of made it look like she was wearing just the arm pieces of glasses. Yes. It kind of looked like, um, kind of like the makeup that they would, like, it would be like a Star Wars princess's makeup. Yeah. If they're, if that, if they only had a black eyeliner pencil. Right. Like, we need, we need to make this look weird and exotic, but we have this pencil. Right. Do something. They would do, like, from the corners of her eyes to her ears. Yeah. 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 And she had, like, pink and purple streaks in her hair. Yeah. And I think she got more pink and purple streaks the longer the play went on. Okay. Or it might just be that after she put her hair in 
the the buns that she wore to the dance and then took it down and redid her normal hairstyle, right. they were just more apparent. Right. But yeah, so I she had to have been a reference to my immortal. I will be very upset if it turns if somebody alerts us to the fact that it was not a reference to my immortal. That would be a weird thing to alert us to though. Well, I mean, I'm going to tag the entire cast in the tweet about this episode. Okay. So somebody will let us know. If any of the cast would like to be on the show... Oh, we will have you come on to talk about anything. It could be this show. It could be Stephen King. King. It could be time travel. You can talk to us about your favorite fruit. I don't care. Can we talk about Wayne for a sec? Yes. I felt it, it was very strangely done how my affection for him, like, blossomed over the course of the of the movie play movie yeah like when it started i was sort of like okay who's this main character who is this guy oh i like these funny quirky whatevers oh and then there's wayne and in among in among it all right whatever but by the end i was like no wayne's awesome wayne's doing great yeah well he started out as like the straight man right and then like he was just this normal guy Normal, like normal-looking guy yeah. coming as a normal human being to this wizard school, right? Where all of the other characters are quirky and weird and like done up, right? I mean, like all of the girls were like you know makeuped up and had like you know their hair done to show that they were quirky, and right. a lot of the guys had you know certain elements of their costumes or whatever to show that they were quirky, like yeah. Jay Finch's suspenders, yeah. And Wayne was just, like, a dude in some cool 90s t-shirts. Um, his t-shirts were amazing. His t-shirts were amazing. I want... I wish I could go back. He was wearing a Masters of the Universe t-shirt when he got there. Uh-huh. And it had the taped on. Okay. And then I think it had the S of Masters taped over. I want... But, like, that... The Master of the Universe doesn't make sense in terms of, like, it... In terms of the future things. Right. Um... Well, except that during that whole scene, he was talking about, you know, yeah, like, I'm I'm a wizard. I'm at wizard school. Right. Finally, I can be something important. Right. Yeah. Because then, the, then in year two, he was wearing Teenage Mutant Wizard Turtles right. t-shirt that he had just taped over Ninja and with a piece of tape that had wizard written on it. And then in year three, he had Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but which he had Wayne and, and Oliver and, and Megan's Excellent, Excellent Adventure. Adventure. And then... Uh, then you're... Year four, he had I don't something. Year Maybe year four. four was was Wayne, was Bill and Ted. X Men. No, X Men was year four, and he had a badger over Wolverine's head. No, that was later. That was after. No, that was year four because that was when Cedric died. Oh, I thought that that happened and then, after Cedric died. And then year five, he just started wearing a black shirt. That's right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because he was angsty. Right. Like and he Harry. had his hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had a black t-shirt and a hoodie. Yeah. So, uh, I really liked his t-shirts. I mean, and that's what they do. That's what, you know, a char- that's what a character development is. I mean, right. really. So, like, I really liked how, by the end, I cared about him. And yep. I cared about what he thought. And, and it yep. wasn't sort of like, oh, now, now the straight guy is talking about whatever. And he's having his problems. Like, he, was, he got funnier. And yep. he got more leaderly and like everything like it it all got really great yeah yeah I mean at no point during this entire show was there other than the very beginning when Wayne was a was like the you know the viewer foil right of like this is the normal person dropped into this buck wild world right 
once he started to acclimate to that world, nobody was the boring normal person. The narrator was spot on entertaining the entire time. Because sometimes, sometimes the narrator role can fall to be, you know, just sort of delivering information. But that is not how it was with this. The the narrator was a was like a, a Monty Python, yeah, narrator. Like yeah, you're. I I was often really excited that he was back yes. with a spotlight on him because he his spoken lines were great and also when he was just on stage when mm-hmm. he was on stage holding the book being yeah I was I was loving his performance of standing there holding a book like, yep he was excellent yeah they all were excellent there was not a single weak link in this cast nope. I mean Cedric Diggory was a rock star. Oh my like, god, he was so good, and he was. And when I realized he was coming on as Voldemort, I was like, "Oh, but he was so good as Cedric." Yeah. Like, how's this gonna go? Great. Tim Curry in Rocky Horror mm. mm-hmm. is what he reminded me of. Just the way he was, I, I felt like he was channeling Tim Curry in Rocky Horror. I can see it. In a way that worked so well. Yeah. Because it was. It was parodying Rafe Fiennes' performance as Voldemort. Right. While channeling this very Tim Curry-ish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing. Did you know, did you notice at the very end when Harry kills Voldemort, instead of yelling out Expelliarmus? Yeah. He said Expelliarmus, he, right? He said Expelliarmus, and the actor pulled off the tape that he had used to tape down his nose to play Voldemort. And it was so good. <laughs> so good. It like, yeah. It I mean, and so now we both went into it thinking it was a musical. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was a musical. It had Probably a very be- short slow dance song. <laughs> yeah, it did. But yeah, I mean like And there was one other moment where somebody sang I can't remember if it was Sally or Susie, but the actress playing one of those two sang something briefly. Mm. I think it worked better not as a musical. I agree. I agree. I think we both thought it was a musical maybe because the only other thing that we've seen of this ilk was Newsies. Newsies right. And it was through the same Fathom Events right. company and yeah. Yeah. I, I mean like, I definitely would like to see it as a play. Oh, for sure. But only if it's got a cast that's, that's this good. You Oh, that's very true. You could definitely lose something. Yeah. Easily. Like, your, your average... I mean, I've done a lot of community theater. Your average community theater company could not pull this off effectively. Because not only do community theater companies typically not have the budget and resources that would be required for the technical aspects of this. Yeah. But there's... Every community theater show has one weak link. Yeah. There's always that one person who tries so hard. Yeah. And just ne- doesn't quite get there. And if every single person on that stage is not equally talented. Yeah. And knows exactly what they're doing at every moment that they are there. Yeah. It's not going to work. Agreed. And yeah, like, and I, I mean, the technical stuff I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking about. But now that I'm thinking about it, like the mirror of Erised was... Mm-hmm. An amazing technical achievement. Well, that was just a scrim, but uh, with with people behind it doing people behind the, like, it like, mirroring, like the idea of that and like yeah. the I was execution thinking, of that. Was I was really thinking cool. more like when Megan's pulling the the like is 
Akio wanding, or I'm sorry, Asio wanding, uh-huh. and the wands, that one wand flies across the stage and embeds in the wall. I still don't know. I'm assuming that the actress holding it just flung the actual wand like off stage, right? While somebody on the other side of that flat poked a wand through a hole, right? But I didn't. And then I don't know. And then there's there's the kind of thing that I would do if I was a director slash a writer. Which was their repario, repario. Oh yes. Oh look, these glasses that I was holding. He repaired these glasses I was. I've been holding. Yes, that was just like a recurring bit that was so. It was so good. This this play was so good. It, it was em- so good. It embraced a low budget aesthetic. Yes. While then delivering slightly higher budget results. Yes. Like it was made. To be actually, you know, if you had a, a talented enough, I know you just said that a community theater couldn't pull this off, or or, or like, a, an, a, your it, average community right. theater would likely not be able to pull this off. But honestly, more for the acting than yeah. the tech. I mean, you could do this. I feel like the technical stuff that this production brought to it, yeah, added a lot. But you could do it real low budget, and it would be fine. That's what I was. Gonna, I was saying. I was gonna say you could do well. You'd have to change some of the language, but um, I feel like a high school could could do this. In yeah, terms you'd have of to like, take out the motherfucker. What? Who the fuck was that? Was there a was there a motherfucker? I think I'm pretty sure at one point they said something about motherfuckers. <laughs> There's. Uh, and yeah, and then there were at least two or three shits. But like, you could take those out, and like, I yeah. think that you could a talented high school cast could pull off this to to a large extent. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, a, a talented community theater cast could too. Yeah. It just seems like high school and community theater because you have such a limited pool to pull from. Yeah. Although this was a college production. Yeah. But I guess most of the time, if you're going to go to college to study theater, you've auditioned to get into the into the program, and so it's going to be, like, I mean, it's still a limited pool. It's not right. like L.A. or New York, where there's just thousands of people waiting to audition for every single thing that comes up. Right. But, yeah, but I don't know. Now, the other thing we're not factoring in is uh, if this was written for those people. If this was the original cast, I would assume that it was. And therefore, they're going to perform better yeah. than people for whom it wasn't written because of right. timing. And if you write for someone's speech, right, um, it's going to seem better than not. Like, yeah. if, if, than trying to recreate, like, from the page. Yeah. So, but... And presumably they were all friends before the, like, at, right. at the conception of this. Right. Yeah. Man, it Which was... is probably part of why it feels a lot like Dave made a maze. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You you got the you got the sense of hey let's put on a show. Oops, we accidentally made something amazing. Yeah. I didn't do that on purpose, but the maze part of yeah. amazing. Oh, and the maid. We accidentally made something amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that on purpose. You should just own it. I did that on purpose. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Like this is uh, this is another one of those cases where I'm like I have so many things to say but it's mostly just recapping the jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't like it was just really good. I think this was the last of the live stream thing. But if you got if, if our listeners ever have a chance to go see this, yeah, please do it. Yeah. It was so good. 
Yeah, it was it was really really good. Like, yeah, I have I have very little to say either because it's it was just like, it was a, a delight from beginning to end, and like at the end, it was the message was really cool. Like the yes. message of like everyone is all is simultaneously the most important person and the least important person. Yeah, for someone. Yeah, and like it was really really cool. I really liked that a lot. I was a little disappointed in the uh, ultimate outcome of Wayne's story. Like, I get it. Yeah. I was hoping it wasn't going to be what it was, though. I think that in order to keep the parallel, but also the Harry gets everything thing going, you had to... You had to. I know. I just... I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't remember that that the parallel thing was a thing, or else I would have seen it coming more. But yeah, I. It, I mean, it kind of blindsided me, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. But... Oh, by the way, people that you care about die in this, just like in Harry Potter. Oh like, yeah. Like, don't don't get it twisted. Like, it's funny, but like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody who dies in Harry Potter dies in this. Mm-hmm. And also some other people. Mm-hmm. Puffs. Some puffs. Like, a lot of puffs. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, dead puffs everywhere. There were people that died in it so that they could get off screen, off stage to become another character who had to come on stage and die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Moaning Myrtle? That was, she was spot on. To the point where I was like, wait, did she play Moaning Myrtle in the movie? Yeah. She was, and that was Madeline Bundy yep. again. Yep. Man. Madeline yep. Bundy, you got some chops, girl. Mm-hmm. She was really good. She and um, the uh, Leanne who played mm-hmm. Ginny. Yes, it was the most over the top Ginny of all time, and it was perfect. It was so good. Yeah, so good. Everything about this was so good. Everybody find a way to go see it. Mm-hmm. Everybody go to New York and go see it. Yeah, yeah, it was really great. Yeah, um, I loved it. I have nothing else to say. Go go see this. Go see this show. Just ah. Oh. Like, it was it, just so masterfully done. Like, I can't... I haven't read... Besides My Immortal, I have not read any Harry Potter fan fiction. Right. Because, like, it's just such a big fandom, and there's so much, like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. But, yeah, th- this Did, was this was a really interesting... Like, looking at it from the perspective of fan fiction is really interesting to me. I really enjoy things that you can uh, see where they came from. Like, you can, like, I like that you, I like when I can see, and sometimes it's, it's not to the benefit of the thing I'm watching, if I can see the, the, the strings behind it, but, like, for this, I really liked watching, like, seeing that, you know, they were like, okay, but what, Harry Potter, but what if Hufflepuffs? Right. And what if exactly Harry Potter, but But also, but about Hufflepuffs, but also we get to rake the entire series over the coals, but also... It's four people who have a very big affection for Harry Potter. Right. But also find it kind of ridiculous. Like, it was this back and forth of, like, it was both things. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed that a lot. It kind of made me hate Harry the person. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah. I mean, it's not his fault that he was the boy who lived and the chosen one or whatever. Yeah. But watching it from this perspective, I'm like... Yeah, that is actually kind of really sucky <laughs> that he just got all... He just walked like, Harry, did you put your name in the goblet? No? Oh, well, okay. I mean, I guess you're the chosen one, so... 
Like, yeah, it sucks. Someone, uh, I was listening to Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, and they were talking about how Quidditch is a game designed for Harry Potter to be good at. Yeah. And how it, it speaks to the thing that we all had as kids, that there's something out there that if I could only just try it, I would right. be excellent at it. Yeah, and, exactly. And how Quidditch is that thing for Harry Potter, and yeah. sort of eye roll, of course it is. Right. Yeah. One more thing that I really liked. Uh-huh. Uh, Dumbledore 2. Yep. Um, there was a point where he made an announcement over the PA. Uh-huh. And, like, he ended it by yelling something like, Get to your rooms! <laughs> yeah. But they cut off before he was finished saying rooms. And that killed me. I love, Get to your room! Like, that it just, like, he was so, he was so angry, but he let go of the PA uh-huh. button so quickly that... Like, it's that kind of thing that, like, I know, I understand that that's scripted, and I understand that that is executed and has lots of practice. Yeah. It feels so spontaneous mm-hmm. and and off the cuff and ad-libbed. Yep. That it just feels, it feels wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was just so good. I know I just keep saying that, but, like, it was just so good. I came in with a little bit of lowered expectations, but I had heard that it was really good, so, like... I didn't really know anything. Yeah. Like, I had, I had heard... I don't even know who from, because I don't think I know anybody who's seen it. Yeah. But I just was kind of vaguely aware of its existence and that it was good. Yeah. But, And it yeah. definitely, definitely was. Yeah. It it was, yeah. It was awesome. This show is good. Go see it if you can find a way to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that's it, if, unless... Unless you have anything else, we can nope. do social media. Yep. We have a Facebook group, which you should join. It is Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. Join it. We have fun and, and play and hang out and post stuff all the time there. Yep. We also have a Twitter account. It is at UFO Podcast. You decide what the F stands for. Today, it stands for... Jay Finch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, individually, we can be found on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. And on, at Unabashedly James. Nope. And at Unabashed James. <laughs> oh, I was just living in a dream world where I got one more character. Where, where adverbs didn't ruin you. <laughs> um, when when Caitlin still... said last week about how the editing advice that she got was take... Or... No, Stephen King's whole thing is like fewer adverbs. Fewer adverbs. I was like, hey. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You could have been, un- you could have been at Unabashedly Jam. I could. You could have. Or at Unabashedly Jams, but I'm still saving that for our UFO spin-off musical group, the Unabashedly Jams. Break it down. We have a Parkour. <laughs> Parkour. <laughs> Only because I can't remember the other word. Capoeira. Capoeira. Which sounds like an animal. It sounds like capybara. Mm, that's what yeah. it is, yeah. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash unabashedly obsessed. I still don't know what joining in May will get you, but I bet it'll be something great. Maybe James will write fan fiction where you are a puff and he will drop you into a scene from Harry Potter. If that sounds good to you and you've signed up in May, let me know. <laughs> we have a merch store. We do, cafepress.com slash unabashedly obsessed. It's a good place. You should join it. You don't join a merch store. Join it and and then download the merch that you wear on your body. Yep, that's how, that's totally how uh, t-shirts work. Yep, and you down, mugs. You download them and wear them on your body. Yeah, oh, and mugs you definitely download yeah. to wear on your body. Check out that guy's mug. And they mean his face, but they also mean the mug on his face. I feel, it's like, not... I, I feel like that's not a that's not a perfect analogy. Mm-hmm. 
It's not even an analogy. Or or anything. Or any grouping of words that makes any sense. It's only 4 p.m. I'm not really sure what's going on, but uh, it's because we're used to recording at 11 p.m. Where yeah. we have an excuse for this. Um, we have a Vine. No, we don't. Okay, so we have an email. Didn't Vine get canceled? Yeah, it did. Although I've heard Vine 2, Electric Vinaloo, is coming out soon. NBC picked up Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yay! That, that's all I have to say about that, but that's yay, true. NBC. Yay, good job, NBC. You are the hero America needs. Yeah. I was thinking on the Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing real quick. I am super stoked for Brooklyn Nine-Nine not to be canceled anymore. Same. However, I was thinking of a really funny plot that you could write. Where someone that I could write, well, that or the proverbial you, yeah, okay. someone could write. Where someone gets really caught up in supporting the non-cancellation or renewal of a show, and then it gets picked up, and that person's like, "Oh, uh, it's not okay. I guess it's good." Like they get caught up so much in the renewal ver- that like, once ver- it's renewed, they're like, they're "Well, like, now what?" They're like, "Oh man, now I have to like this show." <laughs> and like, it's not because I feel that way about Brooklyn Line Nine. But, oh, you mean like somebody getting caught up in the renewal of a show that they've never watched, or that that they but like twi- they only it's trending on Twitter, of, so they only felt okay about, and then and then they were like, yeah, come on, do it, and then they were like, oh, I don't actually like this show that much. Oh. Well, and so when I told Kevin that Nine Nine got canceled, he was like, well, I mean, it's like shows seasons. can't go on forever, yeah. and I was like, yeah, but it got canceled. It's not like they, it's not like it it wrapped, right. It got canceled. That's why everybody's so upset. Right. Because typically when a show gets canceled, it ends unceremoniously with open-ended questions and storylines. Right. I don't mind a show wrapping up. Right. If it's done in a... Like, I wouldn't have minded Veronica Mars wrapping up after the third season if it was clear that that was what was supposed to happen. Exactly. Which is why I do I do like when shows like Kimmy Schmidt, they know that after the the season that ends that starts at the end of this month, mm-hmm. that's the last season. So three seasons. Uh, four. Uh, four? F- this will be the fourth season. Oh, I don't think I. I haven't finished the second season. Okay. I really liked the first season, and yeah. I started watching the second one and got distracted by something. I guess. Yeah. And apparently, just wasn't aware that there was a third season. Yeah. Um. It. I mean, it came. It, release times are weird for yeah. Netflix shows. Anyway, so I like when they're like, no, this show is, there's another one that's like that, and I can't remember what it is, where they're like, nope, this show is is three seasons long, and then it's done. A Catastrophe, I think, is it's an Amazon that Prime show. Okay. That, like, it's basically like, the creator of it was like, this is a three-season show. Okay. I can tell the story I want to tell in three seasons. Good. That's and good. That's how, that's how it should be, I, I feel like, honestly. Yeah. For everything, tell the story, and that's how it is in, in England. Yeah, I think. in the UK, I think yeah. that it's basically like, here's a story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very well, very lovely girls. They all had hair of gold, like their mother, and the youngest one was the son of the devil. Oh, I'd watch that. Yeah, the youngest daughter was the son of the devil. Yeah, Cindy Devilson, they call it. Thank you to Jamie Shaheen for the use of his theme song. Did you guys know there was a ladder down here? You can uh, look up him on YouTube when his band, A Silent Few. Look him up. Search him up good. Words. Thank you also to Emily Cardamus for our logo art. You can find Emily on Twitter at CorruptedGem and on Tumblr at ArtfulHypothesis.tumblr.com. That's going to do it. This was a 
magical episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. It kind of wasn't, though, because the puffs are really bad at magic. But that's okay. Like, they're really bad at magic. Third or nothing, I'm James. Also, I... I feel it very important to note that the Puffs were third that first year for like four seconds. Mm-hmm. So they reached their goal, goddammit. <laughs> they met their goal, and I feel like that was underrepresented in this show. If you're wondering if I can add points at all of a sudden at random, I can. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that ending to the first movie has always, or the first book really has always bugged me. Because it was yeah. like... And Dumbledore... Oh, they lost. No, no, they didn't. Just put a couple extra 100 points on there. Yeah, let's just make it so they don't lose. Yeah. I'm James. I'm Aaron. Smoking kills. And so do pennies. Avada skidoo!